Welcome back to your favorite sports podcast, All Good Points. This week is a slight switch up. That's right, I'm tossing you an alley-oop and you better drive it home. None of this layup crap. The NBA is heating up and without LeBron in the East, the Bucks, the Raptors, and the Celtics are essentially in a battle royale for the top spot. And across the pond in the West, Golden State sits at number one. No surprise there, but the Denver Nuggets are showing some promise considering they're the only team that has beat Golden State so far. I'm also going to go over some struggling teams in both conferences like the Rockets and Thunder in the West and the Wizards and Cavs in the East. Who should be worried and who's going to be just fine? I'll also be making my picks for the games on Saturday. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. It's all sports, all players, and all good points. Now let's get to it. Alright, so the NBA is hot, and like it or not, the Warriors are too. The Warriors are like a fine wine that really just get better with age. The chemistry is at an all-time high, and with the addition of DeMarcus Cousins, they have a stable big man, and they lead the league in assists, and currently have the league's 10th best defense. But, what makes the Warriors so good, and where are they weak? Let's start with the first point. What makes the Warriors so good? Well, they're an unselfish team. And when I say unselfish, I don't mean like they don't have a plethora of superstars because obviously they do. I mean, you got Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, arguably Klay Thompson, but each one of those guys would be great on their own teams. I mean, when Steph didn't have KD there, he was still a great ball player. When Klay was playing with Steph not playing, he was still a great ball player. And when KD was in Oklahoma City, he was arguably one of the best ball players still is to this day right now. But that's not what I mean by unselfish. But what what I mean by unselfish is that these guys are willing and able, or not, not necessarily able because, I mean, obviously they're making a ton of money anyways, but they are willing to take pay cuts to stay with their team. One of the biggest points that I bring about um, Clay Thompson is the fact that although he is a great player, He's a great team player. Like, this guy could be leading a team like, um, let's say, for instance, the Cavaliers. You know, if he was on the Cavaliers, he'd be a, he'd be the leader there. He'd probably be, not probably, but he'd be their highest scoring person on that team. Um, he'd be the leader. He'd be the guy that the, the rest of the players looked up to. But he can go anywhere and be the team's superstar. But instead he's willing to take a pay cut and stay with the team that he knows and loves, mainly because he knows that with the Golden State Warriors, not only will he get the recognition of being one of the best shooters in the league, he'll get the recognition of titles under his belt. Like, that's not something that Clay has to worry about. So what's beautiful about a player like Clay Thompson is that he will, he will sit back and maybe take, like, take himself out of the limelight just to just to be part of of this grand scheme of what's going on. And the same thing is happening with Kevin Durant. Now, people are talking about maybe after this year if he wins another ring, he'll go over and play for the Knicks. Why would he stop at a couple of rings with the Golden State Warriors when he knows that he could continue to get rings? Like, I mean, if you're a Knicks fan, yeah, you're hopeful that somebody like Kevin Durant will have like a moment of not being prideful and actually like come and help out a team that desperately needs help. But do you really think he's going to do that? Do you think he would give up rings to help a team that he'll probably never get a ring with? No, he's going to stick with that team as long as that team gives him the best chance to win. And right now, Golden State has the best chance to win another title. Now, 
Later on, we'll get into teams that could actually like dethrone them and maybe give them some trouble in the finals. But for where he sits right now, for Clay, Steph, and uh, Kevin Durant, they're in the best possible place to win. So another good point about them is their pace. These guys have a very, very fast pace. Now, by pace, I'm not talking about like they move the ball fast or anything like that, like they're running up and down the court all the time. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about from a from a scoring standpoint. If you're going to get into a, a, a score match and just basically put it both to offenses, your offense, your offense is not going to be able to compete with Golden State's offense. That's just, it's a fact. Like, you can't compete with that kind of offense. The, the, the shooters that they have on the team, you've got Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Every single one of those guys can make more threes by themselves than your whole team can make in a game. They, they'll make those threes. Clay just broke Steph's record. Now, look at how interesting that is. The record was held by his, by his teammate. His current teammate held the record, and he broke it. Now, that's what's interesting about the Warriors, is that they're competing with each other. They're not competing with other teams. Like, I think it was two games ago, Kevin Durant just went off and then walked off the court and was like, you know what? I'm done. Like, take me out, put somebody else in because I'm done. This is too easy. Like, that's the point that the Golden State Warriors are at is a lot of a lot of teams are just too easy for them to beat. So they are walking off the court. They took Steph out in the third quarter because there was no need to have him there anymore, which is interesting and kind of it's it's really sad for the other team. But at the same time, it's they're such a good team and they they can score so quickly that it they're able to create this gap. I think it was 90 to 50 at halftime or something like that. And it was just if you're a team, if you're the Bulls and you score 50 points at the half, you're kind of under the assumption that, you know, you you're playing a, a very good half because that puts you on pace to have 100 points. But then the team across from you has 90 points. So how do you compete with that? You can't get into a shootout with this team. That's one of the things that I love about them. The next thing, they control the game. Now, the the interesting about this team is they they control the game in the in the way that they want the game to go. If they want the game to be more defensive, maybe less shooting or something like that, they can play that way and they'll let you play right into the way that they want the game to go. Now, not a lot of teams do that, but a lot of teams try to do that. It's it's common in other sports of controlling the game and letting the other team play to how you want to be played or how you want the game to be played. But with Golden State, they've brought it into basketball where time of possession for them is a thing. You know, defense is a big thing. But at the same time, if they're down by even a little bit, like not even a lot, we're talking a little bit, if they're down, there's a good chance because of the scores that they have on that team, that they're going to end up still winning the game because they can catch up whenever they decide to. If they decide that they're going to shoot more, then they're going to do it. 
not a lot of not a lot of their guys miss. You don't have a whole lot of players on the Golden State team that are missing shots, but that's the that's the reason why they've won so much. Now, that brings me to my last point, which is everyone is a shooter. Steph and KD, Steph is first and KD is fourth on the top scorer list. Draymond Green is fifth in assists and third in steals. You have a guy that's a power forward that is fifth in assists and third in steals that's bonkers like he's such a complete player and we're not even talking like when I'm bringing up scores and stuff like that or team players we're not even bringing up J- uh, Draymond Green yet but he's such a team player that he makes an impact in assists and steals and he's flying right under the radar like just right under the radar because if you're a defense if you say you decide to to play really tight on Steph Curry well that leaves Clay Thompson wide open Okay, that leaves Clay Thompson and KD wide open. Well, KD's a better scorer. Let's play tighter on KD. Well, that leaves Steph and Clay open, and you don't want both of them to to start a shooting streak because the deficit is going to be crazy really, really fast. Now, the thing about the Warriors is that there are some cons. Now, I'm going to pick one. My biggest one is they aren't great at rebounds, offensively or defensively. Now, that's something that I think over the year, maybe you'll see them get better at. But right now, they're usually losing the rebound battle, which is strange because they have like guys that are hustle guys on that team. And usually, if you have a lot of hustle guys, then they end up getting a lot of rebounds. But at the same time, they don't have to worry about offensive or defensive rebounds because they know they can outscore people. So if I was a if I was picking a team from the East to actually rival the Golden State Warriors, then I'd have to pick one team that we're going to talk about in our next segment. Some would argue that the Celtics are the obvious choice to take on the Warriors. Even the starting lineup is similar to Golden State. They have one of the better, if not the best, starting lineups in the East with Kyrie Irving, Brown, Hayward, Tatum, and Horford. Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart off the bench is fairly good too, but in their game against the Raptors, Kawhi and Serge Ibaka teamed up for 52 points and put the Celtics to bed. So the questions that I have about the Celtics is, can they beat out the Raptors for the East, let alone the team that I'm super high on this year, the Milwaukee Bucks. But before we get to the Raptors and the Bucks, let's talk about the Celtics and what they do well. Now, number one, defense. Right now, ESPN.com has them ranked as the number one defense in points allowed. They probably have the best point guard in the league, and I I know that I'm really high on Steph. I think Steph's a great shooter, but all around, you kind of have to say that Kyrie Irving is the best point guard in the league. I would say he's kind of right up there with Russell Westbrook for me, because I really like Russell Westbrook. Um, But Kyrie Irving is, I kind of have to give it to him. I got to give it to him because Chris Paul is probably like fourth or fifth on that list, Um, obviously behind Steph Curry. So if I was going to rank them, I'd probably say Kyrie, Kyrie, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, and then Chris Paul. That's, that would be my like four top point guards, but obviously great defense, uh, great point guard. um, And they're, for me, number one when it comes to depth because of the guys that are coming off of the bench. I like Rozier. I like Marcus Smart. I like the way that those guys play. They they circulate people very well to where people don't get tired and stuff like that. But at the same time, when they played a team like the Raptors, who I think isn't as deep as them when it comes to bench players, 
the Raptors, just with Kawhi and Serge Ibaka, were able to take them down. Now, of course, that's not a seven-game series, and I'm not saying that it is. I'm not saying that, you know, that one particular game would define them in a seven-game series together, but I don't think that the Celtics could win four out of seven, and maybe I'm crazy for that, but I really, like, honestly, I would see see that series going four and two in favor of the Raptors. Now, Maybe that's just me loving Kawhi um, and the way that he plays and the and the stuff that he brings to the game when he's not injured. But I think if the ball's in his hands, Kawhi is going to be able to beat them out for a seven-game series. Although, I do like the Celtics as a team. They're a great team, but let's put things into perspective. Say, say it's the finals, right? It's the finals. It's the NBA finals. You have the Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. Now... The interesting thing about that is that I don't think, I really don't think, and like I said, I might be crazy. I think that in that in that final series, the Celtics would probably only win one game. And I know it's I know it's weird to say, but they don't. I don't think they have the kind of scoring that Golden State has. Like I don't know if they can actually put that put that foot forward as being like a dominant scoring team to where they shut down. Are they able to outscore Golden State? Because yeah, a couple of games, they'll probably be able to play better defense than them and maybe like win one game out of a series. But I still see the Golden State Warriors winning that series four to one. So the Celtics aren't really my pick to take them down. But what about the Raptors and the Bucks? Now, the Bucks were able to beat the Raptors and are currently seven and zero. They show no signs of slowing down. The team is built around the Greek freak, but he's got a good supporting class as well. Even though they don't show the same depth as the Celtics or the Warriors, personally, I think that every single player on the Bucks is playing above the rim, considering that they lead the league in rebounds. Now, for me, that's impressive. That's that's hustle. That's guys showing up to make sure that they have the best possible like ability or the best possible chance to score more points. And that's against a team like the Warriors, that's what you're going to need. You don't need like you don't you don't need anything else besides that. You need to get as many points on the board as possible. You need to play like some kind of defense to shut some of those guys down, but the fact of the matter is, you can't shut all of those guys down. You just can't. Like as much as you try and even with like LeBron playing for the Cavs when they played each other, it's it was still that's still LeBron. And regardless of, you know, what you feel about him personally, there's nobody in the league that is LeBron. So personally, I feel like the Bucks as a team are playing so far above above what people are expecting of them. Um and I think that's the beautiful part of about that team. Now, if you think about them playing, you know, the Celtics and stuff like that, you know, in a seven game series, do the Celtics beat the Bucks? No, even with their depth, I don't think they beat the Bucks. And I I did an episode, um, one of my first episodes was talking about how the Celtics probably have a straight shot to the finals, but that was before I saw the way that the Bucks and the Raptors are playing. Now I see it as the Celtics probably like, you know, getting deep into the playoffs, but 
I mean, once they have to play a team like the Bucks or the Raptors, I don't see them going past that, let alone being able to to stop Golden State. Like, I, I just, I don't see it happening. You know, don't don't hang me, but I don't see it happening. Now, the Raptors, on the other hand, sit at 6-1, and one, have a deeper bench than the Bucks, but even with that, I can't say that the Raptors are the team to beat in the East. Like, Kawhi needs a little bit more time to grow here, but at the end of the day... The Eastern Conference, although people like constantly crap on the Eastern Conference, I actually think it's going to be a fun postseason to watch because of all the people over there. You know, you've got Kawhi Leonard, uh, Jonas, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not even going to try. Kawhi, or not Kawhi, I already said Kawhi, but Kyrie. Um, you've got all of these players that are really, really, really good basketball players, and it's going to be fun to watch them duke it out to see who's going to play Golden State because, I mean, even in the West, like, let's just be honest. The Rockets, are they good? Sure. They're a good team. Are they going to be able to beat the Golden State Warriors in a seven-game series? No, they are not. That's just, it's not happening. You know, I I like the Rockets. I like Clint Capella. I like James Harden. I'm, I'm okay with Chris Paul. Um but they're not going to be able to beat the Golden State Warriors. So you have to think about who's who's going to be the funnest team on the East to watch play the Warriors. Now, the Bucks are an exciting team to watch, and the Raptors are an exciting team to watch. The, the Celtics are probably the most sound team, uh, the most well-built team in the East. But I say, this is just me, I say, let's stop crapping on the on the Eastern Conference and actually let them play this out because I think it's going to be a pretty fun series. But let's talk about some teams that don't really have to worry about the postseason. The Cavs are 0-6 right now. They fired their head coach and, honestly, can't win without LeBron. Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton are the uh, two guys to build around, and that's exactly what the Cavs should be doing. They've got some seasoned vets around these younger guys and should focus more on their development this season instead of even thinking about playoffs. Now, it's good that they fired Lou. And the only reason that I'm saying that it's good that they fired him was because even when LeBron was there, LeBron was coaching. He hasn't been doing much coaching, and that's pretty evident with a 0-6 record after losing one player. Now, I'm not going to say that, you know, it would be different if LeBron was there because the team itself isn't amazing, but at the same time, the team is good enough to win one out of the first six games that they've played. But due to bad coaching, right, due to bad coaching, um they aren't able to, they're not able to do so. And it kind of sucks because maybe some of these guys are getting discouraged of, of how they're playing and stuff like that, but they have to look forward. They have to look forward to what's going to happen, the way that they're going to be developed, bring in more players and stuff like that, because I do think the team can be really good. They do have Kyle Korver, Tristan Thompson. They've got good ball players, J.R. Smith. It's not a bad team. The team just needs to be guided in the right direction. Now, another struggling team like the Cavs in the East, is the Wizards. Now, that one is a little bit of a shock to me because I thought that they were going to take off this year since the Warden in the East is gone. Like, I was thinking maybe like like a sixth area, you know? Like, not not great, but not bad, you know? But right now they're playing really, really bad. The funny thing is the one win that they have this season is against a, a fairly good Trailblazers team, you know? Damian Lillard, you, you got a good Trailblazers team, and they were able to win, but the Wizards still haven't, you know, clicked since then. Unfortunately, they've had a tough schedule with the Heat, 
the Raptors, the Golden State, uh, the Golden State Warriors, the Kings, and the Clippers. Most of those teams are doing really good, with the exception of the Heat. But Raptors, Warriors, Kings, and Clippers. I mean, those are some hard teams to beat, so they can't get at, get down on themselves too quickly. So because of the team they've, the teams that they've played, I'm gonna say that they don't have too much to worry about. Now in the West, two playoff teams are off to a one and four start the Rockets, and Oklahoma City. Both of these teams are full of superstars. Let's take a look at the Rockets for a second. They have James Harden, Chris Paul, Clint Capella. They have a solid bench, right? But crappy, crappy defense. Like, bad, bad defense. Now, of course, you know, James Harden barely plays defense. We've had this conversation before. If you watch basketball, you could see that he doesn't really play any defense at all whatsoever. Yet and still, because of the the team, I'll say chemistry, because they do play well together. So I'm going to say team chemistry. Due to that, I think they're going to be just fine. I think they're actually going to get everything together. Probably be like a third seed in the West or something like that. But I do think that they're going to be okay. Now let's take a look at Oklahoma City. They've got Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and that's it. That's where the buck start uh, stops. You know, you got Steven Adams, but Steven Adams isn't either one of those two. You know, he's a very tough basketball player, but besides that, there's not much else there. Honestly, I think they're missing Reggie Jackson. Like, Reggie Jackson was a good player to come off of the bench and relieve Russell Westbrook for a while. He could take that place, still score, still give assists, still average like a very good shooting percentage and honestly i think they're missing him um because you can't have two superstars and no bench like even the warriors who have three superstars have sean livingston coming off of the bench and and playing really great you know with um with the celtics you've got you know Kyrie and um other players coming off of the floor and you've got entering marcus smart and terry rogier playing and they do a really great job. You know, Trailblazers, you've got guys coming off the bench playing really well. So even if you have superstars, you have to have a bench. You have to have people that can keep that same energy until the superstars get back out there. Now, they're going to need more depth, but I do see them getting everything together and can potentially be a playoff team. I do like Oklahoma City. I love Russell Westbrook, but they're going to have to add some more depth. Like, they're going to need to be able to play down the stretch. And right now, they don't seem to be able to do that. Hopefully, they get their act together later on through the season, something like that. They they get a little bit rejuvenated. But right now, they have a worse record than the Lakers. And this is, this is the first season of the Lakers having LeBron. The Lakers are only going to get better. So Oklahoma City and the Rockets need to catch up before the Lakers actually just get a head start on them. You know, not not necessarily from a record standpoint, but from a team chemistry standpoint, because if the if the Lakers take off, then no team besides the Warriors are going to really be able to beat them. And I like the Rockets and the Rockets one win is against the Lakers, but it's also like during the time that the Lakers were so new that you can't really diagnose their their future just yet but in time you will be able to so hopefully the rockets get their act together on defense and hopefully oklahoma city gets their act together as far as bench scoring goes and stuff like that but let's let's make some picks for next week 
All right, so these are going to be the picks for this Saturday. I'm taking the 76ers over the Pistons. I'm taking Cleveland over Charlotte. I think Cleveland's going to get their first win now that they're crazy uh, not doing anything. Head coach is gone, but, you know, that's that's just my opinion. I'm actually going to take the Celtics over the Pacers, um, Miami over Atlanta, and Houston over Chicago. I'm taking New Orleans over the Spurs, Denver over Utah, and Portland over L.A. The only reason I'm taking the Trailblazers over L.A. is because I think they have a little bit better team chemistry. So I think they'll be able to get the job done against LeBron and them. If LeBron wins, I'm not going to be upset about picking that wrong. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast. Use, use Thrive Fantasy to set your lineup and win weekly. And as always, have a great sports weekend. Thank you so much for listening. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.